Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're back in on the Gabe Kuhn Show, and we are very, very pleased to be joined by Bronson Roy, all-star and World Series pitcher with the Reds and the Red Sox. Also, from Bronson Arroyo and the O4, he's a lead vocalist. The song you hear in the background from his new album, Some Might Say. It is called Guerrilla Warfare. We bring in Bronson now. Bronson, how are you? I'm doing good. I can't complain. I hear you. Now, I got to start with the important things first. Happy belated, my man. Five days ago, I believe. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 46 years old. I was in the Reds spring training locker room yesterday. I was just laughing, man, thinking that I'm like double the age of some of these guys. <laughs> and I still feel like I'm 20, you know? Yeah, how'd, you, how'd you celebrate? You know, I was out in Arizona. We were playing a festival. We, we were playing gotcha. things called Innings Fest, and uh, I, I celebrated by playing uh, an original set and then jumping up on stage and playing Black with Eddie Vedder, man. A pretty, pretty man, that's good awesome. there. That's awesome. So starting on the music front, first album drops in 05, mostly covers. Now you have some might say. Um, but with this career transition, was this always in the books for you? Yeah, this was always in the back of my mind, you know, playing music started in the minor leagues, just picking up an acoustic guitar and you thought, you know, I just want to play around a campfire. And then you thought, you know what, maybe I want to play an open mic night. And then you get a band and you're playing cover songs and it's just a slow evolution, you know, over time and trying to work on your craft and getting more comfortable with it. And, and once I met the guys in the 04 band back when I was a Red Sox and just saw what it was like to be a real professional musician and played shows with these guys over the years, you know, it, it, it was always on our radar to like, let's try to write an original record. And we didn't know when it was going to happen. But after I retired 2017 and in, in 2018, I just kind of got the itch to see if I could, you know, write songs that I'd, you know, not want to write for kids at an elementary school, but a, a real right. songs that you'd want to hear on the radio. And this was kind of my first stab at it. So what's, what's the ultimate goal? Like uh, as far as where you want to play shows, those type of things. You know, the the guys in this band are all playing, you know, playing with Miley Cyrus and playing with Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. And so they've got right. kind of a busy schedule. So I think for us, it's going to wind up being picking pockets of nice festivals to play. You know, I was talking yep. with Eddie Vedder about it a couple of nights ago. It's kind of a weird predicament to be in where I'm kind of a first time artist, but I'm playing with these very veteran musicians in a lot of ways. And, and so you can't, I can't just go out and, and get in the van like we're 18 years old and ask these guys to grind with me. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, we're going to, we're going to pick and choose our spots and play festivals probably and do some radio stuff, try to get to, you know, maybe some ballparks or some, something with major league baseball network and kind of just makes content that makes sense for people that know that we're out here playing this music, but we're all, we're, we're probably not going to be doing the, the traditional, you know, club after club after club. So like I mentioned, covering the bases, your first album was, was all covers. Uh, this one is all originals. Uh, how long was that process? What was the process? And like, when we talk about, uh, song by song, what was the main sort of theme, mood to the vocals of the album? 
you know, the writing process was tough for me. It was, it was, I had always been playing everyone else's songs and never really thought about writing, except if I was going to an elementary school or a hospital and you were writing, you know, a kid's song saying, you know, eat your fruits and vegetables and get to bed at night, something very direct. But to write a song that, you know, like a Nirvana song that you're, you're listening to it and you're not sure what he's talking about, but you're, you're grabbing pieces of it and making it your own, to write that style of music I had never done before. And so I found this formula with where I would go to LA and take riffs from the guys in the band and we would jam them a little bit and come up with a couple melodies. And then I'd bring them back to Cincinnati and finish them with a guy like Elliot Sloan from blessed union of souls. And through that process, I realized that if I came to someone's house and had a, a partner to write with and get me through some of the sticking points where I couldn't find that one, the way I wanted to say that fourth line in the chorus or whatever, and get me over the hump that I could have a song finished in about four hours or real close. I could have a nice rough demo and, um, you know, that became addicting. And I finished a couple of dozen songs, which wind up getting whittled down to 13 that we cut in the studio and then 10 made this record. But that process is, was, was fun, you know, just to, to find a new way to kind of express myself musically and, and get songs that I was proud of, you know, in the end. It's hard, it's hard to write material and sometimes be like, listen to it back. You know, everybody listens to their own voice back on a tape recorder and right. you kind of cringe, right? Like, yeah, you don't really course. love it. And listening to your own lyrics can be that same kind of thing. But I found a way to feel comfortable in this process. And, um, you know, vocally, you know, I just think the stuff that was coming out of me mostly is it was just your your influences from the past. You can hear a little bit of Eddie Vedder in me there. There's no mm -hmm. doubt. You know, Stone Temple Pilots, I've got a little bit of a grit in my voice, like a Kurt Cobain at times. And, and um, those that's just a product of the stuff that I listened to as an adolescent. Yeah. So I, I, I'm curious. I know it's like uh, picking your children. I've heard I've heard a lot of uh, artists say that. But what with this album in particular, some might say, what's your uh, what's your favorite song on the album? I'd say, you know, I'd say overall, Guerrilla Warfare, the one that you intro, right. you know, is probably the most near and dear to my heart. I wrote a lot about outside subjects. I wasn't necessarily writing about myself a lot on this record. There's a thread of me that goes through the t entire album, which is kind of optimism, living in present tense, because we all will die quickly and you better enjoy the ride. And you hear that in Higher Ground and you hear that in Nights Alive. But Guerrilla Warfare was me finding where my family was from in Cuba and literally, you know, knocking on doors and finding right. people who said, yeah, we bought this house from your family. And, and then in the course, I'm talking about Castro taking over the country. And so that one, because I wrote it in Cuba, you know, at the time that the thing, that, that was happening, um, that one's the most near and dear to my heart. But Never Let You Go as well is just this beautiful, pretty um, love song on an acoustic guitar that I'm talking about some of my heroes musically. Um, you know, there's three or four that I could probably say are my favorites. But if I had to pick one I'm listening to forever, it's going to be Guerrilla Warfare. So you mentioned Eddie Vedder, the Stone Temple Pilots. Who do you draw fully, like when we're talking about your inspiration, you know, what you listen to growing up through your career? Who, who are your inspirations musically? You know, a lot of that early 90s stuff was, was the thing that turned me on. I, you know, as a kid, I was in the weight room with my father lifting extremely heavy weight, you know, six- and seven-year-old kid. I mean, I'm like an eight-year-old weighing six, 60 pounds, squatting 255 pounds, like unheard of stuff, man. I, mean, right. I don't know if anyone on the planet's ever pushed this kind of weight. And in that time, he would always have like a, you know, a, a little radio on. And we were listening to the Beatles and the Mamas and the Papas and Billy Joel and Elton John. And you can hear some influences or you can at least hear some references that I talk about the Beatles on the record as well. And I loved that music, but what really got me, you know, going was Stone Temple Pilots, Bush, Live, Matchbox 20, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, mm -hmm. Soundgarden. Those, those bands that came out in the 90s are what really turned my ear on to want to play music and want to sing. And so you hear some of that throughout this record. You hear a little Tom Petty in there as well, because the guys that are also performing in this band are from a 
you know, the same generation, but they're, they're a little bit more, um, scholars of music. And so they, 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 they kind of span, they, they branch a little wider than I do. And so you hear some of their influences in the, in the album as well. Talking with Bronson Arroyo, former major league baseball pitcher, all-star and a, a, a world series winner as well. Talking to him about his new album. Some might say now the band name is Bronson Arroyo and the O four. I can only assume the O four is in honor of the year. The curse was reversed. Yeah, 04, it's, it's an homage to Curse was reversed. I met these guys all that same year, and also it's four guys in a band playing behind me. And these guys are all right. from New England. They grew, up, they grew up being Red Sox fans, and we kind of came together around a charity event for Theo Epstein from the Boston Red Sox, you know, all these years playing music together. So it, just, it felt fitting to be like, you know, I wanted to acknowledge the band. I didn't want it to be just Bronson Arroyo. It felt like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Like, the Heartbreakers right. matter, right? I mean, you're not – Tom Petty is not Tom Petty without the Heartbreakers, and so I felt like I wanted to acknowledge these guys. Now, on the 4 front, how was that season, man, seriously? The, the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry on full display. Y'all get through the divisional series easily face off with them in the ALCS, the A-Rod ball slap, you get through that series in seven. That had to be one of the more wild times of your life. Oh, man, it was an absolute joy ride to be on. I mean, just a rocket ship taking off, and you realize you're playing at the very top of the mountain and and being on ESPN every single night in that rivalry, man, with how intense it was and losing to them in 03 and Aaron Boone, and I had to jog in from the bullpen. <laughs> Uh, and watch those guys celebrate the New York, New York, and Yankee right. Stadium, and then turn it right back around the next year and be able to celebrate on in Yankee Stadium after Game Seven. I mean, it was it was something out of a storybook when you watch it back on video. You know, a lot of times in life, you you, you say you watch you look at old films, let's say of yourself in high school, and you say, man, it didn't feel that magic while I was there, but now that I'm looking at it 20 years later, it, it's amazing. Right. In the moment we were winning that, I knew it was that magic. And now when you watch it back and see how incredible that was, it's actually felt like that in the moments. And I don't right. think you get that in too many places in life. I mean, it was, it was a pure joy to be on that ball club with Kurt Schilling, Tim Wakefield, you know, myself, Pedro Martinez, and Derek Lowe, and that rotation was just awesome. Yeah, and full disclosure, I am, I am from St. Louis. I am a Cardinals fan, so shout out. Well done. I, I have to yeah. say that. now. <laughs> I, uh, uh, you and A-Rod had multiple run-ins. I mentioned the A-Rod ball slap. Uh, I remember him and Veritech, that, that brawl that was started. I, I, there was a hit-by-pitch that you actually in, it threw, threw, and uh, it hit him on the elbow in 04. Um, is that all ancient history at this point? You know, me and Alex have never had a conversation. It's funny. I was in a, really? I was in a club in Boston, and we played a show a couple of months ago just to see if we could pull this album off of the three-part Harmonies Live. And somebody grabs me from behind, and it was Julian Tavares, the old great relief pitcher right. for the Cardinals. And uh, Julian said to me, oh, I hang out with Alex all the time, man, in Miami. He's like, he wants to have lunch with you, man. Like, he, you know, he doesn't hate you, man. And I said, I, you know, I was laughing because it was like, it's been so many years, and I've never crossed paths with him in a way to have a conversation. And I'm sure, you know, from hearing from – my old strength coach from the Reds, uh, who wind up being his strength coach with the Yankees for a few years, you know, they tell me he just absolutely loves baseball, loves the game. I'm sure he's a good guy to be in a locker room with. But you know, when you're when you're in that type of a rivalry and it gets ramped up to the point where you're having brawls on the field, you know, sometimes it can feel a little personal, even though you don't personally know these guys. And I still love his explanation of the ball slap, slapping it out of your hands, basically saying, "I had to try it. <laughs> yeah. I had to try it in that moment." Right. That that was a wild play. Right. That that's one of the, that's one of the more uh, insane plays when I look back at you know playoff history and uh, especially Red Sox Yankees rivalry. That was insane stuff. Now, um, 
moving on to the game today, there's lots of changes being made to the game currently. Rob Manfred, let's be honest, has plenty of critics, and I understand why. What do you think about the state of the game in general currently? You know, I mean, it's an ever everything is always ever evolving, just like the music industry, and you know, you can always just hate on it. You know, I just try to ride the wave a little bit. I mean, I, you know, as they've changed rules over the years, I mean, the pick only being able to pick off the first base twice this year is going to be strange <laughs> right. for me. I think the the pit the pitch clock to me is no big deal. I always kind of pitched at a at a pretty quick pace, but but the bigger bases and you know, even the instant replay at first you weren't sure about, but now it feels like it's kind of cool to get the calls right. Um, taking the shift away. You know, for me, would have been joyful to pitch under that. I, I kind of like that, keeping the guy on. When, when there's a ball hit to the shortstop and you don't get the double play you thought you would, that would infuriate me. But, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag. And I, and I just think that you have to be a little open-minded the same way you know, when you, when you love the Beatles and then, and then you say, well, what is this, what is this junk, this Metallica that you're listening to? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. I, I try not to be that guy. So it's like, I try to be open-minded and just watch the season and hopefully it's going to be good for baseball. No, you're busy. So last thing for you, where'd you get your leg kick? I, we, we, we don't see, oh, we don't man. see that very commonly. I got to say. I know back in the old, in the seventies and the sixties, you saw it all the time, but mine, mine was born out of a, as a seven-year-old kid trying to learn how to pitch in Key West, Florida, and watching Dwight Gooden, man. Right. Great pitcher for the New York Mets who had a kind of a high leg kick, and that's just what my childhood mind morphed out of it. And over time, you know, it became kind of a signature thing for me, but it, it was so relaxed for me. My foot would be up there by my face, and I didn't have any idea because my hamstrings were loose, and it was just it was just a way that I kind of got into my into my motion and, and used my leg, my foot to pick my leg up right. and not have to use my hip flexor so much. And, uh, you know, once you've been doing something for the first 10, 15 years of your life, it's hard to change, and so it's just, it was just my thing. I hear you. He is all-star and World Series pitcher, Bronson Arroyo, also lead vocalist of Bronson Arroyo in the 04, new album coming out. Make sure you check it out. Some might say you can find some stuff on YouTube. You can find it all around. But, Bronson, appreciate you giving us some time. Yeah, thanks. Have, thanks for having me on, Gabe. Yes, sir. That was all-star and World Series pitcher, Bronson Arroyo, and obviously the lead vocalist on Bronson Arroyo in the 04. I mean, that's a wild story when we that? think about it. That's some, that's some really cool stuff from Bronson. And honestly, you go and listen to some might say, some might say sort of some Pearl Jam vibes oh, to yeah, it. You can definitely hear that. Well, I was I found it interesting that he's buddies with Eddie Vedder. I knew Eddie, Eddie Vedder's obviously a big right. Major League Baseball fan, but that was kind of cool to find out that he's friends with him. Right, and I definitely had, I mean, the, the, the A-Rod somewhat beef, I guess, during his career was definitely worth discussing. And it seems like, you know, they're trying to let bygones be bygones, although he hasn't had a conversation since. That's an, that's an interesting uh, interesting fact oh, he, we just learned. He was being nice there. Yeah, he you was think being, so? Yeah, yes, I'd he imagine. He was being nice there. <laughs> you don't want to talk to A-Rod. That ball slap, I, honestly, I like, though. I like that, man. I kind of like that. Like, you, you know, when you see stuff like that in sports, like, you know, Big time rivalries and guys getting mad at each other. Like you kind of want to believe that it's really real in real life, and, and it kind of seems like that that situation is. And to be honest, what he was discussing about being in the moment, knowing how big it was in '04. Like seriously, that that ALCS. Yeah, man, that was unbelievable. It really Seven was. games. The drama was unbelievable. Finally, reversing the to be in that moment and feel that way in that moment. I mean, that's awesome stuff. That, yeah. It, it, man, we need that again in baseball where you get, like, just – because you don't – I mean, you, you don't get that ever in the playoffs, it seems like, where you get, like, real rivalries playing against each other. Like, it would be cool to see something like that um, happen again, especially, like, 
because the the Yankees and the Red Sox haven't been on the same you know, right. wavelength in a while. Yeah. Like it would be awesome for both those teams to be really good and get in and have a series uh, at some point. I again. couldn't have imagined staying in New York for an away game during that series. Could you imagine that process? And I like think about all the the Yankees fans mm-hmm. them pestering you outside of the hotel, that type of thing. You probably have to be. Have to have secret service with you, yeah, to make sure you can sort of hide where you're at during that moment. You're definitely not going out. Golly, I mean that's that's some that was really cool stuff though from Bronson Arroyo again, All Star World Series pitcher, and again, some might say just came out his album. Make sure you check it out. He's the lead vocalist for Bronson Arroyo in the 04. Gabe Coon here for Service Master by Cornerstone. When disaster strikes, do you know who to call? Well, let me tell you, Service Master by Cornerstone is the largest franchise in a 600-mile radius. But don't just call them because they're the largest. Call them because they are the best, the absolute best at solving problems of a disastrous nature. Look, I hope these things never happen to you. Water damage due to busted water heater, frozen pipes, or a toilet that overflowed when you were out of town, or a fire and smoke damage, mold, just good old damage caused to your home during a storm. Call Service Master by Cornerstone. They have recently helped tons of commercial and residential buildings and homes with frozen pipes from the recent winter storm that ended 2022. No matter the place or size, they are there to help with the damage. Tyler, their president uh, and owner of Service Master by Cornerstone, and his team are here to help you uh, for, for moments like this. And their motto is, is this. We don't pray for disaster. We just pray we get called when there is one. So remember the name, locally owned, locally operated Service Master by Cornerstone. Call them, 901-459-3675. Again, 901-459-3675. All right, now let's go ahead and hop into the Rewind. Now it's the Rewind. Now we play about the Rewind. Brought to you by Memphis Barbecue Company. Rewind on 92.9. Now what did we talk about today? We wanted to talk heavily in the first segment about the Grizzlies and their win over the Lakers, but we got sidetracked right before the show. We learned more details about John Morant and some of the off-court trouble that's been following him, plaguing him really. The last eight months, the Washington Post uncovered details about an assault of sorts that took place at Jaws' home in July. We've known about that for a while, where he beat up a 17-year-old and supposedly flashed a gun. Also, there was a finish line incident where Ja pulled up nine deep to help out his mom. The truth of it is, it's a lot harder to rectify an image than it is to ruin one. Work will need to be done by Ja, and hopefully he's in the process of getting that done. Uh, Jeff joined at five to discuss that and more, and also... Just a second ago was a very pleasant conversation that we just had with Bronson Arroyo, former MLB pitcher turned musician, new album out called Some Might Say. Really good music, sort of the the Pearl Jam-esque music, but also Bennett and I believe he's downplaying his beef with A-Rod. Isn't that, yes. isn't that sort of what we yeah, said? I mean, but he said anything, he, he was non-committal. He said he hasn't spoke to him since their, their paths crossed when they were playing Ball. So I would imagine that there's nothing fully rectified. It's just that they've uh, they've ignored the issues. What's the biggest game tonight? Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Yeah, we'll go with Grizz Rockets uh, coming up here. Uh, we got the pregame at 6:30, followed by 7 o'clock tip. Um, Grizzlies are. A 10-point favorite tonight on the road. The Rockets have lost 10 in a row. Uh, they are one of the worst teams in the NBA. Um, you know, the Grizzlies, it appears, are going to have everyone healthy tonight, obviously, other than Steven Adams. Um, but I would just 
I'm fine with taking the Grizzlies. Like they covered last night. I think right. I think they're going to be fine. Got there last night. Yeah, you just take this game seriously. Like don't, because this this is one of those one of those games where it's like, you know, it's a Wednesday night. It's a home game for the Rockets. They've lost ten in a row. Do they come out trying to be inspired to break that skid? Like you just. Just take it seriously, and, and everything should be fine. Um, but I'm good with the Grizzlies to cover the 10. And we need to look for a Ja or Dez yeah. go-off game against this. Just, I mean, this defense is so bad. Worse than the NBA. Yeah, we had a big Ja game last night. I'm wondering if it's going to be Dez or Jaron's turn tonight against this Rockets Let's team. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, maybe a Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, yeah, 20-plus point prop, something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I that could be out there. That's that, out there for the taking. Yeah, that's out there for the taking. But, yeah, I think uh, Grizz minus 10. That, that sounds totally fine with me tonight. Fast forward. Fast forward. Uh, tomorrow, we will have, obviously, Grizz and Rockets to react to. We'll see who actually decides to go off against that Rockets' miserable defense. Also, Tigers will visit SMU tomorrow night. We'll get you prepped for that one. And also, very important here, Bennett. Yep. We get combine measurements oh, and nice. on-field workouts. We got the D-linemen and the linebackers tomorrow. See if we have some fireworks. Okay. okay, I like it. Some four fours from guys that are 6'6", 275. That's always fun. You know, we didn't even mention, like, the Grizzlies and the Tigers both in Texas for these two road games. Um, and it's kind of like similar situations where it's like... Just the worst, yeah. Yeah, you're just playing, like, the worst team. Like, just go take care of business. Like, especially for the Tigers tomorrow night. Like, you know, I've heard people say it today. I think it's true. I think you win that game tomorrow night and you are... Pretty much a lock for the NCAA tournament. Oh, 100 percent. If you're the Tigers, I, I, yeah, I, I completely agree with yeah, that. Yeah, go take care of business, man. Both these home teams, and uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's bring it back with some wins. Yeah. You like Houston or Dallas more to visit? I'd say Dallas. I'd say Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, I think Dallas. Houston's think, a good city, though. Houston's a I nice went out city. there for Houston's the largest. City. It's the largest rodeo. In in America, basically, or yeah. in the world, whatever yeah. they try to term it as. I hate all the Houston teams. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I just I hate all the Houston teams in sports. Basically, any any Houston team. Texans too, just yeah, in Texans. division. Yeah, in division. Uh, you know, I, obviously, you said that like y'all's biggest rival when you were playing yep. was Houston. Huge. Uh, so I, I hate the Cougars, hate the Astros. Yeah, I hate all the Houston teams. I think that's fair. Yeah. I see. I don't have the. I, I, it's, I feel like it's hard for me to hate on the Texans because they're not good. They're just not a good team. Right. <laughs> that franchise Trash has franchise, been horrible yeah. for a long, long time. But I can't hate them through the Deshaun Watson process and everything they did to sort of cover that up at first and then leak it. I mean, it was that was ugly. Yeah. So there is that. But that's a wrap for today. Thanks to Jeff Calkins and Bronson Arroyo for their contributions to today's show. We'll meet back here the same time tomorrow. But in the meantime, we send you out to Gary Darby for Grizzlies pregame versus the Rockets. The tip will be at 7 o'clock. For Bennett, I'm Gabe. Be easy, be safe, and enjoy the rest of your night. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.